fun. <laughs> Got my blood pumping a little bit. I need to catch my breath. The scripture for today's service is 1 Timothy 4, 10 through 16. Hear now to the word of the Lord. For to this end we toil and strive, because we have set our hope on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation and to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which has been given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands upon you. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. This is the word of the Lord. So I'm going to have uh, everyone who knows they're supposed to speak during this time come forward. Some youth are going to come up and share a little bit. But I think this passage really does a great job of kind of setting the tone for what our expectations are as believers. Paul is writing to Timothy, a very beloved uh, 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 son in the faith that he's been mentoring and raising up in, uh, in leadership in the church. And he's telling Timothy to set a good example and to show the church, basically, how to live in purity and in practice and in godliness. And so these youth are going to share, and Chad, <laughs> are going to share a little bit about uh, the missions trip, uh, about uh, youth membership, um, and kind of how that maybe prepared them for the mission trip, just so you can kind of get to hear a little bit of what went on this summer. So I'm going to turn things over to... So um, this summer, I went with the youth group to Manassas, Virginia to, for a missions trip that was kind of different from what we usually do. Usually we'll go somewhere a little farther and um, we'll like build something or paint a house or room or something. And this year, we didn't really do anything hard-working too, uh, too much, but um, it, was, it was a great experience to do something different. This year, um, I went to a residence home where I assisted those who could not be living in their homes anymore. And it was really, like uplifting to um, see them and assist and like we got to serve them their lunches and water and it was really awesome talking to them because they had such great stories and if you would talk to them about God they they um it's like going to church again because they 
they knew so much about it, and they um, they just would tell awesome stories. Um, but we also did other activities, like we painted their nails, which was really fun. So one of the guys actually let us paint their nails. That was good too. But bingo was fun too. I mean, yeah. and it was just really fun to talk to them and get to know everyone and share faith with them. Thank you. So for my crew, we went to um, a subsidized housing community for African and Indian refugees and immigrants. And we ran a little day camp for all of the kids. And at the beginning of the week, there was like two to three kids. And you could tell that their parents like dragged them to the door. And they were like, OK, you're going to be here for the whole summer. And they were not, not too into it. But it was awesome because by the end of the week, there was over 20 kids. And it was just cool because we would go outside and we'd be playing games and stuff. And there was this one kid, and his name was Nestor. And I saw him kind of in the beginning of the week, and there was a bunch of trees around where we were playing, and he was like kind of hiding behind the tree and like poking his head out, like he wanted to come over, and I, every time I walked over and I asked him if he wanted to come over, he never did, and by about, I think Thursday, he came over and he asked me if he wanted to play soccer, and it was just, it was a very humbling moment for me because it made me realize that, you know, there's kids that want you know, to participate in activities, but they just need to be encouraged. And it was just great to see the kids because they had such high spirits for the situations that they were in. You know, you would, you would never, I would have never known if I hadn't been told that, you know, the situation that they were in. And it was just, it was very humbling for me to see how positive they were and how, you know, just little games that they were playing just meant so much to them, you know. Just the time that I took that I thought was, you know, it didn't, it wasn't anything stressful. Like Lindsay was saying, we weren't doing manual labor, but it, it was a very great experience because it was different. It was different than a work camp. And I just, I really enjoyed talking to the kids and I, I actually kind of want to go back because it's so close. So that's my little story. This year's mission trip was called the Week of Hope and it was run by Group Missions. Our main base was a church in Virginia. It was about an hour away. And it was right next to a baseball field. It's where I spent most of my free time watching Little League games. <laughs> anyway, on the first day, we got split up into crews of about four to six people. And each crew would go off to a different service project in the community. My group was assigned to help out at a day camp for children with developmental disabilities. At Lee's Corner Elementary School, the site of the camp, we got split up again. There were three different groups of kids at the camp. And since there were only five of us in the crew, one of us was going to be in a group where they didn't know anyone. That was me. <laughs> but although I didn't even know what I was supposed to be doing at first, I was able to pitch in all week with, with whatever was needed. I was the gopher. Gopher tape, gopher bubble wrap. <laughs> the kids loved bubble wrap, and I have to admit I did too. <laughs> pop, 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 pop. Anyway, I made friends with all the kids and the staff at the camp by the end of the week, and as I was coming home, I realized that I enjoyed the mission more than the trip, as much I enjoyed working with the kids. So that was my mission trip.
We also got these really cool t-shirts. I got the dress down memo, wherever Pastor Pete is. <coughs> so I think this, as has been alluded to a couple of times, this missions trip was quite different than some of the work camps that we've been on within senior high youth group for the past several years, um, where, where you're often left at the end of the week, you're able to, to step back and look at what you've done. You've built a ramp, you've built a deck, you've built a, you've skirted a trailer. Um, or you've done these other physical activities where you can step back and see, you know, I did this. This is kind of um, what I've spent my week doing. And this, this mission trip was a little different because it's, it's harder to look back. You don't have that tangible outcome that you're, you're able to step back and say, well, this is what I did for the week. Um, the group that I was in, um, there were a couple of our youth in, in it as well, um, and, and it was a great experience. And what I want to share with you now is a letter that was written by one of the mothers of, of the children that were in our community center where we were going and we were playing and, and setting up activities for these children. Um, because I do think that this is a reminder that there are tangible outcomes from, from us taking time in these types of mission trips. So this is from Harriet Tabin. I assume I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. Uh, and she was the mother of four children, uh, three of which were effectively knocking down the door every time we got there and we're, we were having to push out when we left. Um, most notably was probably her daughter Jojo who, who learned, to, I, I believe Jojo is the one that learned to ride a bike uh, while we were there. So um, my, my, my group got shifted a little bit so I came in midway after the bike learning experience. Um, but, but this is the letter that she wrote and handed to me as we were leaving on the last day um, that I think really highlights what these youth were able to do in their short time at these uh, community centers and doing all of their different activities um, uh, throughout the week. So she says, I want to thank each one of you who came this week to work and play with the children in our community at Westlake Court. Thank you for taking time off your summer vacation to serve and give our children time to run around and have fun instead of being bored indoors. Thank you for your ministries. And I pray that the Lord will bless you all abundantly and give you all strength and passion to keep serving for his purposes. You all have been a blessing to not only my three children, who have been excited about going out to play with all the youth group members, but also the rest of the parents whose children have participated in the camp. I thank you all very much, and may you all have a blessed remainder of the summer, and God bless you all. Thank you. For those of, of us who don't know everybody's name, Freeze, we have Chad, Brian, Lindsay, and Joanne. Thanks for sharing, guys. So I think it's pretty easy to see how the passage that I read kind of applies to this youth group and kind of what we've seen Youth Sunday with the children who are setting an example in how they're singing and praising and doing all kinds of hand motions to praise God with the youth members who are saying, we want to join the church, we want to be active in the church, and we want to uh, practice our faith. And, and they put in study of God's word and actively listen to sermons and attended special seminars held after services. And even with the missions trip, uh, obviously the stories are very cool. There's another story I know of, uh, of a youth in our youth group, uh, Luke Benning, who was, he, as he described it, um, we were talking about how, you know, this kind of, we felt like we were out of our comfort zones 
And he's like, oh no, I'm five miles outside of my comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he said he felt very, uh, <laughs> very uh, unsure about what he was supposed to be doing. And he was working in a facility with children with disabilities as well. And uh, there were kind of, this was the scene that was described to me, was there was all the kids who were trying to mix around and there was one youth who wasn't really connecting quite in, didn't know quite how to jump in, that was Luke. And then we have a, a one student that was there that was nonverbal and he didn't know how to jump in and kind of get plugged in. And those two, by the end of the day, gravitated towards one another. And they paired up throughout the week and Luke learned how to communicate with this youth um, even though he couldn't really speak. And uh, the crazy story was um, by the end of the week, they'd become good buds. And one of the teachers, you know, saw that the kid was playing or holding a ball. And he said, what, what's that in your hand? And the, the kid finally muttered out, ball. And that just, like, shocked Luke. It was, like, the first word he had heard him say all week. And it was just an amazing experience to, to see um, that the, even the least of these in, in Vienna and Manassas, Virginia, a place that we think is one of the wealthiest places in the world, could still be cared for by the youth of this church and by the volunteers that, that went along on that trip. So there's a lot to be commended. And this passage talks about this. Uh, it says in verse 12, Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And I think it's commendable that that's what we're hoping to do with our children's and, and youth ministries. We want that to be the type of attitudes that uh, are developed in the lives of these students. And so as they go on, wherever the Lord might lead them, that they'll be able to effectively serve the body of Christ there as well. But there's a little twist to this passage that maybe we're not thinking of. We oftentimes hear this passage given in the context of the Youth Sunday. They'll talk about, oh, isn't it great what the youth did? Isn't that so great? But it also begs the question, if the youth or youthful-spirited people are to be uh, leading the church and setting an example, I think really that application is for all of us. So the question then becomes, what kind of example are we giving to the youth? It's kind of a reciprocal relationship. We invest in them and we want the best for them, and so we try to you know, show up to all sorts of things and, and try to plan all sorts of activities so that they can be there. But ultimately, even in our personal, private lives, our work lives, all of that is kind of an example that they're going to be looking at. And so it really, as I read this passage and talked it over with Andy and talked it over with my wife, and it really just struck me that it's great, I'm like encouraging them and pushing them, but really I need to encourage and push myself as well to be serving the Lord and to be setting the example and to be uh, commending them for the work that they've done, but at the same time looking to what God is leading for me to do. Um, and so with that, I would like to just close this time in prayer and um, just ask the Lord to help the testimony that we heard and the excitement that it brings and the encouragement of God's word to work in our hearts. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you are so good to us. We know that you are always faithful even when sometimes we lose faith in you. You are always knowing what's going on even when we think we're all alone. 
and that you will work all things out for the good of those who love you, and that you call us to set an example. We ask that you would lead us into the ministries that you have laid out for us. We know that you have given each, us, each of us a gift that we should not neglect. We ask that you would help that to become uh, a core conviction that we have, that we want to serve in that area, and that we won't be intimidated by being the new person in a new ministry, but that we'll step out in faith, just trusting that you have amazing work to do in this community, in this region, and that you want to use Neilsville for a part of that. We ask that you would help us practice these things and immerse ourselves in them. Help us to not forget to read Scripture daily and to study God's Word and to pray. Help us to keep a close watch on ourselves and to persist in all of these things so that we might be able to save ourselves through the faith that we have in Christ that you've given us and also save many who will hear the good news. Give us swift feet to carry the good news. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we uh, come now to a time of offering, I'm just struck by, as we've been going through all of the uh, elements of the worship service this morning, I'm struck by the fact that, um, in a way, this isn't a youth Sunday. It is youth Sunday in a way, but when we have children coming up and like doing goofy hand um, motions for a song, that's actually just the church's worship, right? When we hear about um, youth members uh, growing in their study of God's word, enjoying the church, that's actually just discipleship. That's just the Great Commission happening through the church. And when I hear about the youth mission trip, I just think that's just the mission of the church being worked out through the youth of the church. Um, and so what we've seen here is very significant, the result of very significant um, work of the Holy Spirit through us of all ages, and uh, we're all participants in that. Um, we're participants in that by volunteering, by giving of our time, by giving of a, a, a listening ear to youth, um, by caring for them. Um, this is something we're all invested in. And of course, one of the ways that this mission goes forward is through the giving of our, of our tithes and offerings and our gifts. And so I just want to encourage you to give generously, having seen what God is doing um, through our church and through the ministry of our church, uh, to youth, to people outside of our church, and even, of course, blessing us uh, in the midst of all of that. So as the ushers come forward to collect the tithes and offerings, I encourage you to give with, a, with an especially joyful heart, having seen what God has done through these gifts um, this year. Mm-hmm. 